Coming up, we're going to talk about this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged. Not this week's actually, just a very special one. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today I am joined alongside by Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. Charles Boda. Hello. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back on the controls, associate producer Rhino Clavin. Hello. Yes, and this is a very special episode because on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the 2017 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival that we had the chance to experience on its opening day, August 31st, 2017. So, uh, the... Food and Wine Festival happens, obviously, every year. It is in its 22nd year this year, if you can believe that. I cannot. You can't? No. Okay, well, then we'll add that to Ripley's. Uh, But yeah, so it is hitting its 22nd year this year with a record-long 75 days, stretching all the way, as I said, from August 31st through November 13th, 2017, except uh, I think they really need to start looking at these dates in the future. While August might seem like a great time to start this event, you know, fall is nigh but upon us and it's there's a a bit of a chill in the air uh unfortunately that's not the case maybe due to global warming or some other extreme catastrophe because i I would not say fall weather is 95 degrees with no clouds in the sky and uh, just a lot of a lot of heat stroke on the horizon don't forget about humidity I, I didn't look at the humidity yesterday, so I can't really speak on that. Well, it, it was qu- it was quite high. It was oh, insane. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know the feels like the feels like was around a hundred five, yeah. and that was at five o'clock when I got home and looked at it. Like, oh, well, so <laughs> I can only cry. imagine at one o'clock, uh, you know, right in the middle of the afternoon, it was probably somewhere in the uh, upper hundreds. Is the feels like? Uh, I, I believe the only person who wasn't affected by the heat yesterday. Uh, which we're recording this on Friday. I don't know when this is being released, but I, I think the only person who wasn't affected by the heat at all was actually Charles. He was just like robot face straightforward all the time. Uh, it, well, I spent like 15 years laying brick in the Florida sun, <laughs> so it kind of hardens you to it. But I mean, like, I wouldn't describe my experience as comfortable. I wasn't getting heat stroke, but it was still it was still pretty swampy out there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you're going for these next couple weeks, uh, the first couple weeks of the event, just expect this all the time. Uh, temperatures are not going to get better uh, for probably until October, maybe not even until November, maybe not even until December, which at that point it's going to be holidays around the world. So... That'll just be a whole nother beast that we'll have to deal with when we come on to that. So if you've never been to the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, what is it? Can can anyone tell me what it is? No? No? 
it's food. It's not flour. There's, yeah, food <laughs> and wine. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I will just say what it is. It is. A, you have it right in front of you. Go. <laughs> I know. I think any of us can describe what it is at this point. International something. People are complaining that I'm talking too much. Maybe it's because no one else has anything to say. But you're just oh, so eloquent. Talk too much. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't dung know about that. Oh, well. But <laughs> yeah, so Food and Wine Festival is a, a couple month long celebration of exactly what's in the name food and wine. So you, there are many, many, many kiosks set up all throughout World Showcase and now many throughout Future World. Before in the past, you know, when they first started crossing over into Future World, there was one, two, three. Now I think there there was three in that one like garden pavilion where there was the next eats and fresh eats and other eats. Uh, you have like the chocolate wine studio three there. There's the glowy neon bar on the inside. So they're they're Blue just light lab flavors flavors from fire. That's also added in there. So now we're we're talking. There's there's eight different setups for food and wine in future world alone yeah i like that they're expanding the future world ease I, was it last year the first year they started expanding with the the eats uh, i think or, it's been about two everything's kind of merging now. in together but this was the first time they expanded even beyond yeah. into future world East. yeah it, uh, this was definitely the furthest they've ever gone before and uh, on top of that though they're not really taking away anything from world showcase there is still a booth basically every 30 or 40 feet yeah. that you're walking around just plenty i think uh, i don't have the exact number in front of me i believe it's somewhere around like 30 booths in total this year which is just in every place that you go to has at least three or four food items on there plus wines beers cocktails so there is a whole heck of a lot to actually try and uh, we we like the other crazy people out there Yesterday, we, we tried to make our way around, but it, it's not just these kiosks that are also what you come to food and wine for. They've also expanded food and wine to the resorts, too, so they had event. They will have events like Brunch with a Twist at the Grand Floridian, uh, The Secrets of Flavor at the Contemporary, Culinary Adventures with a Master Chef, also at the Contemporary. I believe they're doing the Grog Grotto, Trader Sam's one again. Mm. Plenty of workshops where you get to uh, learn culinary skills, uh, wine tastings, food tastings. Uh, the the Chew is going to be returning, I believe. Uh, Cake Boss Buddy Velastro is going to be showing up. I love myself some Cake Boss. Um, I, I do. <laughs> I find out. Listen, have you have you ever been to Florida Mall and had met Joey Fatone at Fat Ones and then walk over and get something at Cake Boss? It's an amazing experience. You think I'm joking? No, I'll add that to my list for sure. You should. Yeah. You really should. But, you know, Jamie Dean will be here, uh, Art Smith, Robert Irvine, Kat Cora, bunch of good people. Uh, new and notable chefs will also be around. Uh, tons of dishes, party for the senses. Which I've never done. I can't believe I've You've never, never done, done that. that? Never done it. Hmm. Yeah. So each week there will be a new theme, 50 gourmet tasting stations involved in it. So uh, quite quite the event if you want to take part in that, along with other premium events. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt is back again this year. Try to find Remy throughout the different countries and get a prize. Did did you see what the prize was this year? I did no, not. No. I didn't know. 
I didn't see it. It's probably it. a yeah. button. You think it's a button? <laughs> a Remy button? It's, no, 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 no. You have to be an annual pass holder. They, they require you to spend at least $500 a year to be able to get a uh, Remy button. But there's also that for kids. I'll probably do it eventually with not my kid, but my wife. Uh, there's also things like... Uh, I'm losing in front of me. Oh, the the musical artists. Uh, each each day, uh, there's a special musical artist that will be presenting, performing, not presenting, uh, at the uh, American Gardens Theater. So the Eat to the Beat concert series, of course, uh, the Hooters, Baja Men, Ten Thousand Maniacs, Tiffany Boys to Men, Jeffrey Osborne, just on the short list of Hansen. all of the acts that are coming. Yes, Han- Hanson too. Yeah, I won't. I, won't. I love Hanson. I won't say that Hanson's not going to be there. And, yeah, so that in a uh, that in a hat is an that in a egg hat. shell. A nutshell. Nut- uh, <laughs> that in a what? nutshell. Is, I don't know. Just throw it all in a hat and see how it comes out. And what? and that's, that's what we end up getting from this year's Food and Wine Festival. So I'm sure we'll remember stuff along the way uh, that we want to talk about in terms of some of the other things that do happen with the, this event. But uh, I, I don't want to waste much more time because the real star of this is the food, the drinks, all of that. So why don't we just kick it off and get going? So I want to start actually with the very first booth that we did visit. And I believe we hit every food item here, which is a good thing because it was a brand new booth. And that was the Flavors from Fire. So uh, some of the things on this menu include piggy wings for four fifty, smoked corned beef with potatoes for 5 and a sweet pancake with spicy chipotle chicken sausage for $4. Uh, Julie, Julie, what here? Julie had the, uh, the corned beef. She doesn't do onions, so I ate her onions. But she did say at the end it was pretty salty. She enjo- she enjoys corned beef, but um, she said this one was salty. I believe Charles yeah. and Rhino also got it too. Uh, I had the corned beef, and I love corned beef. I'll get it whenever it's an option. And, but the thing is, I really like salty foods, so. Oh, you do. So that yeah. works for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I had the piggy wings, and um, they weren't. They didn't look great, and like they weren't. They didn't have very much. Uh, they weren't chives or any type of things on top if, if you'd get chives i don't know but there there was no like presentation with it but they actually tasted really good so i'd get them again they were great i do want to say the corned beef was actually served not with potatoes like it might say on that menu um it was potato chips so it was like uh that that and i agree with julie 100 percent. it was definitely a little salty and i'm with charles as well i love corned beef and i will always order it whenever it's on a menu um so it wasn't like bad it just it just was like it was kind of super salty, but the chips underneath were super crunchy. And it was like kettle kettle chips. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. it had that nice extra. Nice and thick, yeah. Yeah. And then, so I enjoyed that. I thought that was kind of different. All mixed together with some sort of like maybe like a cheese or something. It, it, yeah, it had a it had a cheese sauce on top. Yeah. So the, the kettle chips and the salt kind of really went well with it with the cheese yeah. covering. But um, it, but it was like a thinner cheese saucy thing. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was really, really tasty. I yeah, loved it. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed this area overall just because of the whole setup. Like they had the, I don't know what type of metal it was made out of, but they had this like giant fire statue kind of right in the middle all around a, a nice seating area that mm-hmm. no one was really sitting on, just all standing around and congregating. But it was, it, it felt like a whole little escape away from food and wine. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it a little shady there too, which is yeah. very yeah. important. It's It was shady and you're also close to the air condition um, with the 
the the the, the light lab. The light lab. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I well, I, I just to note about uh, flavors of fire too is if you're an annual pass holder, you can go up and they didn't tell me, but they told Julie. But if you buy a food item there, they'll give you a little tiny tiny button, like similar to the ones I've seen at Disneyland that just say the AP on them that you know when you about can put on your bag or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can they'll they'll give you that if you just tell them you're an annual pass holder over there. Hmm. So yeah, I will say earlier we were talking about uh, that area not taking away from World Showcase, and I I like that. They don't carry on like countries as part of that. They're they're just a totally different theme in that area to not do it. So like each booth isn't themed around a specific country. It would be specific. weird to put Mexico right there. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be strange. So I'm glad that they at least like didn't just carry on and we're like, oh, we have like 50 more countries we want to add and we'll throw them in Future World. So yeah. No, I I think flavors from fire is definitely uh, definitely one that everyone should stop at. It is. Kind of very close to imagination, but also close to also close to the land. And just look for a giant figment topiary, and you'll find flavors of fire. Also, right beside there, if you go inside Interventions that doesn't get used, that's where you will find the Light Lab, another one of the new booths for this year. And this is kind of made up of two different parts. Uh, there is a walk-up bar on... Uh, on as soon as you go through the door kind of on your left side and this will have a, a selection of different beers so there's two different two different flights a space flight and a light flight and you know just outer, outer space out, yes like is in yeah. outer space so okay. they'll have a, they'll have like a, a pole star pilsner a robonaut red ale and space dust doing. ipa see what they're doing then on the other one, they have a Mad Scientist Radiant Flux. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, this one has no name, but a Green Zebra Watermelon Goes Ale. Ooh. And uh, the Hoptical Illusion IPA, which we had that. Had. Yeah. It's a solid beer by Blue Point. I want to try so. that sampler. It sounds kind yeah, of no, interesting. I, I think that it's good samplers. And it's it features, I mean, we're talking, we're talking Colorado, Florida, New York, Michigan's all represented here. So... Definitely a good variety, but the the place to see isn't this little bar that's set up. You're actually going to look for the giant arrow pointing you to the light lab because that's where you enter into this black light, crazy. Charles describes it area. really well. Yeah, uh, Charles, let's go with your description. Yeah, so it reminds me of uh, like a mid '90s bowling alley or or something like that, or like little like pool hall. It's very Epcot is great with retro futuristic stuff. Yeah. So I mean like it it has a really cool vibe that I think I love, but it only works in Epcot. It's not You love the soundtrack too. Oh yeah, the soundtrack was phenomenal. They don't sell it, um but <laughs> like once you get in there, you'll understand. That, that one had a pretty long line, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. we walked in and it was like backed up to the door. So okay, probably like 15 people or something in front of yeah. us. So. And I don't mind waiting in line, long lines in the air condition. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> that is one of the few places where you can actually wait in the air condition. Yeah, this was this. Uh, it was definitely good for that. A little bit of a strange place overall, but like uh, the smell. And, and, and no, just it just, smells like a septic tank. That entire building <laughs> always it smells like they're hiding dirty diapers in the carpet. Like it's that's consistently what it's, so, bad. So you come in and they're like they turn off your senses because it's light deprived in there, and then you just become so much more aware of the smell around you. So when you're inside the light lab, the 
the 90s portion of the light lab. Uh, there are several different options that you can get, including the T equals C squared, and that's uh, vanilla tonic water and cotton candy that is really cool how the process they do. They basically put cotton candy in a cup, and then they have this like really long uh, beaker into a dropper system that like slowly just pours the drink in there. So very, very scientific. Uh, the RGB is a citrus apple freeze that just comes out of a normal slushy machine. So there's nothing really fun with that. The blue spectrum is uh, uh, the bubbly. The boba. Yeah, the boba That's and the bubbly. That, looked, that one looked cool. Yeah, that one did look really cool too. And for a limited time, they have a glow nut, which is a just a vanilla donut that under the black light in the room looks like it's slightly glowing as soon as you take it out it's just a vanilla donut but that is available for a limited time so i I don't really unless you're looking for a drink really there's nothing much here for you but it is definitely something once you get over the the septic smell i think you'll really (laughs) bring the clothespin really enjoy yourself in there, so that that'll take us back outside. Just mention these quickly. I don't believe we got any food from the next three booths that I'm going to mention, but they are still there, so we need to need to mention them. We have Earth Eats, which is technically uh, not a new one. That's the ABC Chew booth. Has stuff like the beef skewer there and uh, ravioli dish. Nothing says ravioli like 95 degree weather. Active Eats is one of the the new ones that's also in that little courtyard area where the butterfly garden is. Oh, this is the one the um the the event manager when she was talking to me, she recommended a dish over here that has like avocado with a, strawberries yeah, or something. Yeah, dessert, the sweet avocado crema with yeah. strawberries, yellow cake and tortilla streusel. It's vegetarian. Yeah, she said it was she said it was really really good. Like it, unexpected. She said she, it sounded like something that she might not be interested in, but when she had it, she said it was excellent. So I got to go back and try that one. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't I don't like no, doing the sweets anymore with food and wine. It just doesn't sit well with me. But that is one of the uh the that is the second one in that area. The other one is considered a new one, Coastal Eats. And that has stuff like a crab cake, shrimp scampi dip, and seared scallops. So that's also available. Like I said, we didn't get anything from there. But I'm going to go back and get the seared scallops. I definitely want to. I see they put three on three on there. Yeah, well, it's it could be good. The problem is they they always have like a seared scallop dish every Mm. year, and it always ends up tasting the exact same. So I'm not going to waste my appetite on something that is just the exact same as the year before. This year, my goal was get stuff that was new and unique and so that's just how i did it uh and then i'll just i again i know we didn't get anything from these ones but they have the in the future world area still starting to make your way into world showcase you have the chocolate studio the cheese studio and the wine and dine studio uh different wines uh, that you are available to get there, and then this is where you'll find stuff like the liquid nitro chocolate truffle that they do every year now. Drop the truffle and the nitrogen and crack it open, pour whiskey, caramel on it. They've had that before. They'll have it again. Other stuff's like beef stroganoff. Again, who's getting beef stroganoff in 95 degree With weather? red wine. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a great day. Uh, and yeah, so they have, they have items like that. 
don't really appeal to our group for the most part. I love beef stroganoff, just not in this temperature. Yeah, the cheese studio was one of my biggest regrets when it comes to that because I love cheese in all of its forms um, and its vast array of uh, cheesiness. But I didn't get it in the beginning. So once I started to get overheated and like, you know, like you're sweating and stuff, like 2 p.m., 100 degree weather and a lot of cheese sounded like a terrible idea. So that's something I'll definitely go back to, but I'm probably not going to hit it like that late in the day after I'm all dehydrated and everything. That's a good call. So the other new one that is available, and it's right uh, as soon as you're getting started in World Showcase, if you're going counterclockwise, is the Almond Orchard. Again, this is something that I don't think any of us got food from, but I also, I mean, everything was like almond-based, which just... It was all like almond breeze. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, the almond milk. Like, yeah, I, I'd be interested to try it. I mean, that's what I have in my cereal in the morning. So I'd be curious to see what they had. But it was just one of those where I was like, mm, milky based things today. I don't know. I'm not really an almond milk, milk was person. a bad choice. I'm a beef milk person. Beef milk. So that's just me. So let's start going around. I'm not going to talk about each booth individually at this point. Now, let's just talk about what we actually had going around. I think I know. Every, we start at Farm Fresh. We did start at Farm Fresh, and Corey and I both ate food from Farm Fresh. And we went, just to put this in perspective, we did go clockwise, starting right as you enter into World Showcase. So, Farm Fresh, Corey, what'd you get? I had the uh, roasted beet salad with green beans, feta cheese, minus eight vinaigrette, and toasted walnuts. This is vegetarian and gluten friendly um, for three seventy five. Uh, this is going to be the storyline of this whole show about the heat that it's we I don't think we can stress it enough that there are so many things that you want to eat around the world showcase, but you just it was just too hot to. And the fact that I got a salad should show you how shocked. hot it was shocked. Yeah, I enjoy beets. Um, I'm not a toasted walnut person. So I I kind of you know, dissected the whole salad, but it was something to get me started. You said you gave, you gave this to Julie though, right? She said they were a little spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And if you've watched the vlog that we have of this, chances are you've already seen all this. So this is a recap, um, seeing our feelings. Maybe not a day later. Well, I can already say now I couldn't have said it yesterday, but now looking back onto it, what I got from farm fresh, the crispy chicken with cornbread and red eye gravy. That was the best thing I had yesterday. And it was the first thing. It and looked good. It was so good. I mean, thinking back onto it, the the quality of the chicken was excellent. It was fried perfectly. It didn't feel like, you know, it didn't feel like I was just eating a giant piece of greasy fried chicken. It actually, it, it felt like it was prepared really well. The gravy definitely helped balance out the sweetness of the cornbread. At four seventy five, the portion was really big. Uh, I agree. I, I was definitely jealous of your meal. I will. I will be getting this again and asking if they can just like you know charge me three times the amount and do it as a nice big platter. And you know every booth, and hopefully it stays this way. I know we, we went on the first day, but every booth has pictures of some of the items they offer. This was picture perfect from the picture yeah, they had yeah. and what you received looked exactly the same. Agree. Uh, next on the list, we skipped over Greece and we ended up hitting Thailand. Yeah, they moved which, Greece this year. Yeah, they which, did. Which was interesting. Yeah. I think it's in a better area now. It's like tucked. Overall, I feel like where they have the booth set up, like some were slightly moved or off to the side. I felt like it created a better flow of people. Like, I, I don't. 
just, it's still kind of bottlenecks right there a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bit of a right there because you the turn into where you can go to the right. craft beers and stuff like that. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I was like, okay, it didn't feel as as hectic as it did last year. That's all. I I would agree with that. So. Skipped Greece, hit Thailand, returned for the first time since 2009. Uh, I think the only person working here was Corey at that time. So did you have Thailand in 2009? I don't remember. I've okay, been to 15, enough. 16, <laughs> 22. <laughs> Photographic uh, food yeah, memory. Yeah, he remembers everything yeah, he's ever eaten. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I believe here, too, we, we may have tried everything. At least mm-hmm. one or two things. No, um, it was three. I think three? We, had, we have yeah. photos of all the the menu items that we that we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I know for sure that Steve got the marinated chicken with peanut sauce, which he enjoyed. Uh, he, I think he said in his article that it was his favorite thing that he had at the event. So maybe try that one up if you're not allergic to peanut sauce and you can eat it. I know personally, I had the red hot spicy Thai curry beef, which, uh, as I described, looked like. The diarrhea, it did not cause that, so... Good to know. <laughs> just just so you know. But I would not get this one again. Mm. And who uh, had the the third one? I did. Yeah, uh, yeah I had a uh, shrimp and scallop cake, or, and it came with noodles. Does it say what yep. kind of noodles? Cold noodle salad. Cold, it's just cold noodle yep. salad? Okay. They weren't cold, so... I was actually okay with that that they weren't cold because I was like, uh, I don't. I got it because it was hot out, so I was like, well, cold noodles might be okay. But um, actually, my whole thing was good. I really liked mine, so I, I enjoyed it overall. It had a lot of pieces of shrimp. It had a lot of scallop. Um, they didn't cheap out on that part, so I thought it was great. Good. Yeah, I I think Thailand definitely. Uh, if if you like, you know, if you maybe like seafood or that marinated chicken with peanut sauce, hit it. Uh, we skipped Mexico. I don't even understand why they have Mexico here anymore. You already have the Mexican quick service. You, it's there have, year round, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. there. It's there year round. You already have the quick service, and you have two full service table service restaurants in Mexico. It, it is. It is quite excessive. Yeah, <laughs> I Plus. think. I think maybe they kept it because they got rid of the other, like the little margarita booth. So maybe it was like another place to get well, margaritas it looks like besides that, outside and inside. That booth maybe. might be coming back from what what it looked like yesterday. That little construction wall's got a little thing back there with a little cover on it. Well, yeah, and then they announced like a year and a half ago that that's where the well i would love it if they hurried be. up and opened it <laughs> well that like, would have been perfect yesterday it is now almost taken them two years to make a margarita stand to hey, build I, one margarita stand <laughs> i was talking to our star reporter about this and he did not inform me that it was a margarita stand so i'm just saying one of my friends like did the international college program from mexico and i asked him like why why are there always so many problems? And he said that it has something to do with the machines, like because it's so hot, keeping the margaritas frozen and cold. So maybe mm. they're having to like implement some new technology or something to like keep these machines running. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that was it's what like, he said. If only they could just make them fresh, and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they wouldn't have these issues. But we'll cover that when that opens up. We did instead uh, sneak into the uh, Epcot Legacy Showplace, which is where the craft beer section is set up in here, which right now it's decorated for Epcot 35. So they had nice little photos all around of the history, the building of Epcot, and uh, concept art of Guardians of the Galaxy's attraction that's going to be replacing Universe of Energy. Always a great room to be in. It's great that the Odyssey gets used in there. I like that they were playing classic Epcot music in there as well, too. Mm -hmm. Really chill place. 
some decent beers in here again, like at all the beer flights. Uh, I recommend the Cigar City that's in there, Citra Pale Ale. It's really good. Had it at the brewery, had it here just as good. Uh, but in this location, both Sean and I tried something fun, the Zesty Cheeseburger and Cheddar Cheese Macaroni Sandwich. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. As opposed it was, to it was sandwich. That yeah. thing looked yeah. massive. It was so good. <laughs> it, was so, it was so filling. It was really satisfying. Like, Our it was first great. sandwich of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a statement you don't hear that often. Yeah. It was, I mean, what can you say? It was in a bread cone, kind of like they used to have it. Disney Springs, and then they also still have it in Cars Land out in Disney California Adventure, filled with basically hamburger helper. Is it's, but I love hamburger yeah. helper. It's good. No, it, it's a, yeah, it was I great. Was like, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Souped up yeah. hamburger helper, red and red and green peppers in there, so add a little extra spice. I, you really can't go wrong with it. It was I want one. It was right delicious. Now. Yeah. There's also a Scotch egg uh, wrapped, a chilled Scotch egg mm-hmm. wrapped in uh, sausage and a mustard sauce that I, I didn't try, but I I think I'm gonna do it next time. That's see, I that's what I wanted to go for, but the fact that it's chilled just threw me off. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I want my Scotch eggs hot. I think the hand, which was probably my favorite thing I had of oh. the day, I forgot that. I, I mean, it must not have been that great because I forgot I had it. But, they, uh, <laughs> but when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember like eating it and how satisfied I was after. And like, I mean, it's mac and cheese and all that kind of stuff. So oh, it, you it can't was, go wrong with that. So it was good. It was up there for me for sure. At China, we did get a little variety of things. I believe the two that we hit here was the spicy chicken bao buns and the black pepper shrimp with garlic noodles. So mm. let's go hit the bao first. Terribly then- cooked. The bao bun was hard on the one side. So, like, clearly it had been made and then left on maybe a hot surface or something, like, ready to be handed out. So the one side was great, but then the bottom side was, like, had decompressed and just become, like, crispy and crunchy. And that's not how bao is served. See, mine was uh, hard on the bottom. Soft on each side, but hard on the bottom. And it, it served with, like, a chicken tender. Mm. Um, I don't know how fresh it looked, but I mean, it, it definitely. I don't think it was frozen. I hope it wasn't, but it was. It was spicy. They say it's spicy, but I loaded mine up with uh, sriracha. They have sriracha there for you, so you can just load up any of your dishes with it, which I think is awesome. But I ended up eating the chicken by itself halfway through. This is a popular booth because they were out of stuff when we, the uh, Hector in front of us got the last duck mm-hmm. one, which is the one I was going to get, and then. Um, they were out of the Thai tea when yeah. Sean wanted, um, which, by the way, they were not actually out of it when you ordered it. You were <laughs> really, cause, yeah, because some girls behind us knew were listeners of the show, and they said hello afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, oh you're drinking that." Thai tea, and they were like, "Yeah, they thought they were out of it, but then somebody was yelling that they weren't out of it." So, like, why did that girl lie to me? Like, like, all she had to do was ask, like, "Hey, are we out of this?" So, you know, maybe one to hit up earlier in the day if yeah, you're, if you're going. You know, it's another one of those popular ones. I'll never understand it. Why do people wait in line for this? You can get Chinese anywhere. Yeah, and that's that was kind of the vibe I got with the black pepper shrimp. Yeah, uh, is the lo mein uh, type noodles that they had. I mean, they were. They were good. I had no problems with them, but uh, like it wasn't anything really, really great. But the shrimp, the black pepper was subtle, and I did kind of taste it like a twenty minutes after, and I realized I had eaten something peppery. But like the texture and consistency, like every other time I had shrimp, it was kind of juicy and like well made and everything like that. Um, and this was very much like dry stir fried shrimp. You know, it wasn't yeah. not impressive at all. Yeah, I think people go to China because it's safe. 
You know, you're, mm-hmm. it's what you see, you know, pot stickers. Mm-hmm. You know what a pot sticker is. You know what you're getting. So people who aren't, you know, really experimental with stuff like, you know, a spicy chicken tender and a bao bun. I mean, it's it's not really exotic. And so maybe people go there because it is safe. Yeah. So then moving on, India, I got something here as well as Sean, uh, back for the first time since 2009. Again, Corey, do you remember eating India in 2009? Absolutely, I do. Oh, good. good. <laughs> we'll hear about that stories on a later episode. Uh, here I got the Madras red curry with cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpeas, basmati rice. It is vegetarian, gluten-friendly, according to them, at $5. Uh, I think I disliked it. Didn't hate it at the time, but it was just too hot to be eating it. Good flavors, too hot. Looking back on it, I would never get this one again. It, I wouldn't say anyone who's eating vegetarian, gluten-friendly shouldn't get this one. It's definitely a good option. But for me, there's just too many other standouts. This was kind of the point in the, the video, too, where you're starting to hit the wall. It's not in the vlog, though, because we... It was at the it was moment. Under a fan. Yeah, we were under a fan, and it was just like one of those where we were like, hey, "We just need a break. We need like two yeah. seconds." And you know, so it was bad. It was tough. <laughs> uh, Sean, here you got the pistachio cardamom bunt cake with chocolate coconut mousse. Yep, I did. Um, yeah, it was. It was okay. The actual cake itself was good, and then if you put the chocolate mousse on the cake, it was good. But if you happen to just eat some of the chocolate mousse by itself, it was disgusting. It was like one of the worst things I had all day as far as just that part of it went, but it had a really good flavor all combined whenever you, you mixed it together. But I will say, I think they need to leave India as like a staple thing there just cause I mean, I don't like Indian food, but there's enough people that do. That, that line I, was long. I th- yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a long line and I think there's so, I mean, most of my friends are like, Oh, I love Indian food. I can't believe you don't like it. So, um, I mean, it should always be there. And, I mean, I'd like to think maybe the heat was like Disney just keeping up with theming and being like, we want you to feel like you're in India since it's back for the first time. So, I, you know, they need to keep the India booth for sure. It's that Disney magic. Yeah. So uh, after that, we skipped Africa. Speaking Brewers of the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Germany, just a, a lot of the same with all of those. Uh, but then Spain, which returned for the first time since 2010, we did hit this one up, getting the charcuterie in a cone, which was almost another hand witch. Uh, the paella and the seafood salad. Uh, and yeah, those are the things they got. So talk away. I didn't eat anything here. Taco. I liked, uh, I liked everything. And I, had, uh, I got the seafood salad. And it was very olive oily and seafoody. Um, it was uh, most of it was pretty quality, uh, and it was like light enough for with the heat to be able to eat and walk around. I also had the majority of Rhino's olives you sure from did. his charcuterie handwich, um, and those olives were tasty. But I, like everything on the menu at Spain, I kind of wanted, and everything that I tasted, I enjoyed. But that kind of food is like. Uh, it's stuff that I like anyway. I already said I like salty food. So seafood, olives, that's my bag. That's my bag, baby. Um, I, I, uh, the charcuterie was too advanced for me. It was too fancy. Um, <laughs> the prosciutto, piece of prosciutto was great, but I hate olives. I don't know why I got it. I know why I got it. Craig Peer pressured me in to get it because it was something different. But it wasn't bad. I can see like if you like those things and that's like – that is your bag, baby, that this will be 
something that you would enjoy. But it was confusing because I, the idea that they give it to you like a hand witch, which, which we decided to call it, you're like, do, am I supposed to just like pop it? You See, know, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost eat. like you know walking around with a bag of chips. You know, yeah. you just kind of yeah. walk around. But, but it soaks, it soaks in, in olive oil. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, with a napkin. I don't think I'm supposed to touch this. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it so, was weird. Yeah, but so I, I'm like, mm, but but I will I will say that it was light and it was one of those kind of like I guess if you're a fancy pants and you want to get some wine and something then it might speak to you. Eli would probably enjoy it. He's fancy. Go. It spoke to my fancy pants. <laughs> I'm not clicking to you at all. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, yeah, I had the paella. I agree well, actually with what Charles was saying about the saltiness of all the, the dishes. Maybe that's just a Spanish thing where it's that. I don't add salt to anything because I don't care for like saltiness. So to me, the paella I had, the, uh, the mussels and the shrimp were really good and the chorizo was good, but... All of that is kind of salty things, and then I think they threw in salt on the rice, so it ended up just with this, like, for me, extreme level of saltiness, like, it's wife left it or something, and for its best <laughs> friend. Like, they're that, like, it's this salty, so they... I was um, going to say, I, like, your attitude. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was good, it just, that it could have done with less salt for me, but it's also really hot, so I don't know. Yeah. Like, I was thirsty, so... Now we get into the part where it's more of the same. So Italy back with the same Italian food. Another one that makes no sense. Not enough heavy sauces for the hot Florida day, if you ask me. Not enough heavy sauces. Exactly. So they needed more Alfredo here, just really liking that. But Steve, we made all these jokes, and then Steve walks up behind us with something from freaking Italy. He got the the absolute panne (laughs) vodka sauce with shrimp. Weirdo. (laughs) Uh, hops and barley, uh, you know, the lobster rolls back again, beef brisket and pimento cheese back again, uh, some beers there. I had the the cold brew coffee pilsner, which was good. I'll, I'll get that again, but size-wise on that one, the portion was good. 12 ounce probably wouldn't be able to handle it. Japan, again, same, same old. old, same old. Morocco, the hummus fries are back out there again. Baklava, the kefta pocket. Problem is, you can get all of these inside the other restaurants that they have all around Morocco. So, what's the point of getting them at the booth? Belgium, again, the same exact waffles year after year, but it's always popular. People love them waffles. They're good waffles. Now we have to have our Brazil update. Corey, did the pork belly hold up year after year? Yes, it did. Okay. <laughs> did the uh, did the Brazilian cheese breads disappoint? Oh yeah, God, that was like the worst thing I've ever had in my life. I did not like yeah. watching you eat it. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> was uncomfortable. I, I claimed yesterday that it was like a C plus, and that it was it was satisfying in the sense of like I physically ate food and could survive at that point but it was like chewing gum even after i'd walked like the camera stopped rolling i walked off and i was like i think i'm gonna be sick from this so and these like people were watching me eat it too and they were looking at me really gross (laughs) while i was eating it so i was like it was horrible i would not i wouldn't give that to anybody there's no way good good. i always have to get the pork belly that's just a that's just something i i always have to do even though i really wasn't really in the mood for it i just had to do it you yeah, keep the you pork belly it. industry in business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, France escargot back again. What a surprise! Nobody it's... got it though, because every it, sometimes it takes a little transformation. Remember back in the day when it was the little separate yeah. little thing. But since then, Gone it's always the been the escargot and the bread, yeah. and I believe that's exactly that's how it's happened. served again this year. Uh, escargot croissant. It's 
It's the same, same exact year after year. Ireland sounds good this year between like the Irish sausage that they have, but served on potatoes. There's a cheddar cheese and stout dip. Again, sounds great, but way too hot uh, for this time of year. So maybe we'll have that in the future. Uh, I felt the same way about Scotland. The potato pancake with smoked salmon. I really wanted it, but, yeah. but, but you're like, oh, I can't even imagine putting that. Well, like, yeah, and the same with the lamb stew that yeah, they like, have there. <laughs> it's like you're sweating, you're dripping wet, and like a stew. Hey, could you give me a boiling hot stew right now? I know it'll really get the core temperature going. Yeah, when it cools off, I'm going to go do a lamb tour. I'm going to go to Scotland. I'm going to get the lamb stew. I'm going to go to New Zealand and Australia. I'm going to do a lamb tour. Maybe a lamb and scallop tour. Canada, you can still get your cheddar cheese soup if you want it. Uh, Steve did get the filet mignon with truffle butter sauce there. He also claimed that it was finely cooked for the first time properly. I don't I had a bite of his. Like He loved it, but I'm like... It, I, first of all, I don't think it was actually filet mignon. I, I don't think that it was the right cut, but it was also like, eh, I don't know. For $8. Yeah, and it was like a little, it was smaller. For $8, I would think maybe like a hockey puck or smaller, or maybe a little bit smaller than that. But this was like, I I, I can't think of anything. S- steak's not meant to be eaten in a bite-sized piece. <laughs> right. Not from it's a just not not a filet mignon from a cart at Disney World <laughs> either. Like, I don't. Know, looking back at the photo of his uh, of his steak, I do see like the you can see like the juices from it in the the little Ugh. you know the cup or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Rhino loves the word juice. Mm-hmm. I does. don't mind the word juice. It's bloody it's juice. the accompanying types of adjectives that like <laughs> I'm not I'm not telling people new words I don't like. Yeah, fantastic. So. Keep it moving along there. Hit islands of the Caribbean. You have the Jamaican beef patty, the mojo pork, the quesito. We got all this last year, so I skipped it was the right same over. Stuff, yeah. It was the exact same menu. Um, you had New Zealand in a new place on this side, which had the lamb meatball, which is always good, and the venison loin, which is always excellent. But again, same old, same old. Australia down here with the lamb T-bone that... As Corey already mentioned, he's going to have to go after because he didn't get to finish his tour. And Patagonia. Also, this is where, if you want the another type of beef skewer with chimichurri and empanadas, that's where you'll find it at now. And the final booth is Hawaii, and they have your standard pork sliders. Uh, they got rid of the poke this year and now have the tuni, tuna tataki, which is just a seared piece of cold tuna on top of a seaweed salad and the teriyaki glazed spam hash with potatoes and peppers and to hash i did get that one uh it was good i think i hated it kind of a little bit at the time deep down because of the heat and just sick of eating at that point but looking back i i will go back i'm and going get back this for one that. again yeah. yeah i had a bite of yours and i was and you know i couldn't couldn't do anything more than a bite but i had the bite and i was like you know what when, on in the evening when the sun has set i shall return yeah. for the spam i think my top three definitely were um the the chicken followed by the followed by the cone and then this would have came in number three so i would get this again uh and that that's it for the booths. In terms of merch, I thought the merch was great this year. Lots of figment stuff. Kathy literally went. I don't think she ate a single thing, but she bought $1,000 in figment merchandise. <laughs> More power to her. 
I like I like the uh, the the continuing design, and it seems like I like it every year. Is the the beer designs for like yeah. food and wine? I I always call them the man designs, which is inappropriate, but like that's what it seems they're going for. Yeah. Like you know the growler, the cup, the the hat, the Craig the Craig line. It's like when when Corey's shirt gets soaked and he needs to replace. Is he going to get a figment shirt or is he going to get a beer shirt? Yeah. Probably the beer shirt. The beer shirt. So, but. <laughs> Overall, final thoughts of the event based on what we saw yesterday. What what do we think? Is it is it a hit this year? Too soon to tell, mm. or or is it something that you don't think you'll go to as often as maybe in years past? I think it's a hit. Uh, I it's hard to judge it with the heat because that's that will change. Uh, you, you gotta pop in some air conditioned uh, buildings here and there to to maintain. But um, I can't wait to go back. I have a list of things I want to try. Um, starting with that chicken from Farm Fresh, yeah, and then working my way around and really, um, really doing it right. Like I really didn't have that much to drink either. I just no, yeah, I, was, I didn't even really get to enjoy that. Uh, but I love it. I think it's, it's definitely my favorite event. Charles, yeah, um, yeah, it's a hit. I mean, like the way I consider it, you know, that was a bit of a teaser because it was hot, so I didn't get to try everything. But, yeah, the weather changes. Uh, it's running for 75 days. It's not going to be hot every single one of those days. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll um, eat those words later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well and, and the other thing is, uh, next time I go, instead of going in a clockwise direction, I will go in a counterclockwise direction. So I get full at a different point. I get to vary, get some variation. Yeah. Hmm. But like one, now that I've had a walkthrough and I got to see what the menus have and how good the stuff I already had was, I'm really excited to keep going back and make as much of it as, as uh, possible. So I thought it was great and I'm really looking forward to it. Rhino? I, um, I agree with Corey. It's definitely my favorite uh, event that they put on here. Um, it, it, it's one of the few things, I think, at Walt Disney World that it has a extreme appeal to annual pass holders, especially because you can kind of make multiple date nights out of it. You know, you can get one or two things here. What Charles is talking about is a great idea, kind of switching up the direction because then you see stuff maybe you missed the first time. And like you said, you get full in a different place. So um, I look forward to going back in the evening or like first thing during the day maybe to grab a quick bite for lunch or something like that and just kind of enjoying the stuff like that uh i wish they would extend it the other way like i'm i'm not upset that there are tons of extra days this year i just wish they went from november through maybe mid-december or even took over the holidays of the world and maybe they rotated out some of those menus or something but because for me this this is would be perfection if it was just a little chill in the air yes sean yeah, um, I thought that it was all great overall. I, um, I mean, I'm definitely going to go back, and there's a ton of things that I want to try. But I will say this year, I think they, I don't usually go see the concert parts because I don't ever know who any of the people are <laughs> that are playing. Um, but I knew a bit more of them this year, so there's a few people um, that I'd go see. I'm also somebody that prefers to drink their calories rather than eat them, so I definitely am looking forward to going back and trying more of the alcohol and liquors and wines and such. So, um, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, (laughs) that's what I'm looking forward to more than food stuff. So very good. Yeah. I think we, we all enjoyed it. We'll all be back again. And that's the recurring theme. So no point in sharing my thoughts. Really? I'm not going to, (laughs) but that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I hope you got something good out of it. 
I hope everyone that's going to Food and Wine Festival this year really enjoys it and definitely always let us know what your favorite things are, if you're unhappy with the service, the lines, this, that, and the other. We like to hear all of that great feedback. So that's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back again next week or some other time. Again, I don't know when this is going out with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Have a great weekend, everyone. I don't know if it's a weekend either. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 